Welcome to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the queer James Bond podcast. I'm Shane Holland. And I'm Andrew Wheeler. Every summer for our Pride episode, we revisit a cinematic camp classic? Question mark. Starring a Bond leading man. This year, it was only fair for Andrew to torture me after I forced Goldmember on us all. We are watching the semen old Pierce Brosnan Meryl Streep musical romp Mamma Mia. But before we get into it, Andrew, have you been up to anything very Bondy this week? Well, I, I just came back from Montreal, which is not very Bondy, because I don't think he ever went there. Um, he should, nope. though. It's so lovely He should. There. It's, it mm-hmm. seems quite a Bondy city. I, I think it has casinos. I don't go to that part of town. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but lovely place. Reminds me so much of, of holidaying in France, which is such a pretentious thing to say. But I am from the south of England, so, <laughs> Fair. you know, that was A local. doable thing, yeah, of course. <laughs> <Yes>. Local. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, once I got back, I, I had a lot of television to catch up. It was everything ending mm. weekend, apparently. Oh. Um, so I caught up on the final episode of Citadel on Prime, something we've not talked about yet on this podcast, but very much of this podcast, because it stars mm-hmm. potential Bond, Richard Madden, playing a spy who is kind of Bondy and kind of anti-Bondy, and I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, but episode six suggests that he's more Bond than not, maybe, in certain mm-hmm. ways. Are you up to episode six? I have finished. I was actually going, I was hoping that we could talk a little about it together. So yeah, I I finally watched all of it. I, I watched the first four before I got sick, and then I got strep, and for some reason, I guess in my... Uh, uh, fever state, fever state, I decided to watch the last two, so I don't really remember what happened at the end. Uh, but I was loving the journey. Uh, I think it got review bombed like so many things that you and I like these days because they're just <laughs> shitty people out there who want to make sure that no one likes anything. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I thought it was super fun, and I thought it felt like this great cross between the Bourne identity and James Bond, and uh, something very modern as well. Uh, and yeah. it had a great little, it had a nice like sci-fi catch to it. Uh, spy-fi, I guess, is why we call it that. Yeah, it was it was such a great ride. I'm definitely going to rewatch the last few episodes so I can get the full story. And it looks like there's going to be worldwide spin-offs of this coming in the next few months. Well, it looks like the next one is not till next year, judging from the the, the tab on the end of this sixth episode. Mm. Like they showed a preview right. of Citadel Diana, which is the Italian spin-off, um, and said coming in 2024, which is ridiculous to me. I mean, I, why? That's more than half a year away. Um, and it and looked then, like they had so much of it filmed. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it bizarre. Really, um, and they've also made, they're making an Indian version, which stars Varun mm-hmm. Dewan, who I've included a link to mm-hmm. in our uh, shared document, just so you can see that he's going to be oh, well worth watching up. a TV oh, show for. Oh my God, I'm already <laughs> a fan. Uh, yes, Beautiful Men are clearly going to be a feature of this uh, spy-verse, as they call it. Um, so, uh, yeah, like, I, I have critiques. There are things yeah. that I'm less excited about. Like, so much of this show seems to be about a man and a woman and their child, and it's like, uh, this so, is awfully yeah. heteronormative spy stuff. Like, does it really have to be a great romantic family story? Like, that? that's the worst part of... Uh, uh, Skip, uh, no, no time, time to, to die. die. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's not make that the be all and end all of spy stories. But it's fine. Like for the most part, I mean, I can watch Richard Madden do absolutely anything. He is such a beautiful man. He's they they seem to have like made him up a bit heavily to make him like extra 
pronouncedly sort of dark edged and and you know his lips seem especially pale. maybe he's had all-stars work done i don't know what it is but um he looks fantastic in he this. looks gorgeous uh, he just looks so amazing. Uh, very curious why, you know, this international spy team, why he couldn't have his own accent. Like, why Why did he have to play American? <laughs> I, I don't know. I have, that is That was my biggest question. My, my second biggest question is, where are all the queers in this faggy universe? Uh, Honestly, I mean, <laughs> seeing Leo Woodall show up in one episode, I'm like, mm. I, maybe I've also been in a delirium because I'm thinking, wait, have we seen him in this before? But Leo Woodall from The White Lotus, who played the, mm. the, oh, God, the, the Essex part Trash. Of the White Lotus, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I would say he's, like, in the top three. Um, he was... He was in my top two <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah he's a beautiful beautiful lad and uh i hope he gets to do some stuff and if he's the queer bait i'm i'm here for it bait me Same. daddy um, <laughs> wow okay <laughs> so yeah i i i'm i'm not totally sold but obviously i'm gonna keep watching it like it doesn't look as expensive as it actually is which i find very strange mm-hmm, but they've mm-hmm. they've got me for life i'm gonna watch every episode of every citadel until oh, they run, out, run out of money because it's it's my trash it's my lifetime movie um the other thing i wanted to mention though i haven't watched it yet but this is going to be we've we've got a long break coming up in our in our kiss kiss bang bang schedule Mm -hmm. listeners Um, we've got a book to read (laughs) we've got a book to read also we've got a pride to celebrate so we're taking our summer break after this episode uh, which is releasing on the first day of pride so it's going to seem like a quite a long break uh but let us have this please um and let yourselves have it i mean god queers are in danger all over the world right now so let's make the most of this june Yes, please. Um, so the other thing I want to, to watch, and don't call me June, uh, is uh, Spymaster on Max, for formerly HBO, Spy Slash Master. It's the story of the, uh, like, the real-life story of the Spymaster for uh, Nikolai Ceausescu in Romania, the, the uh, tyrant who was deposed and I think was hung in the square with his with his wife. Um, this was a thing that Yikes. was big when I was a... a a tiny child so i i remember it maybe you don't because it's maybe not the sort of story that sticks around but alexa karianu who is uh, a romanian actor and was the love interest in god's own country the fabulous gay uh farmer movie from a yes. few years back uh he's the lead in this and i again would watch pretty much anything for him he has the most beautiful eyebrows known to man so that will oh be my, my God, homework yeah. for the coming month uh that is the next spy thing in the rotation um i will also mention by the way as you listen to this the first issue of my new book catfight from idw with art by Ilias kiriasis should be in stores and that is very bond inspired stuff so um if you love this podcast and love my take on these things please do check it out what about you shane what's what's the bondiest thing you've done this week or i guess the abba-iest thing the aha is no wait uh, <laughs> the bjorniest thing you've done bjorniest they ah oh, perfect thank you uh well i also watched citadel so just gonna put that out there uh but actually i did feel a little bondy this week uh i really wanted to bring it back to our roots i guess uh i celebrated my birthday this past month and the biggest gift i got was uh this gorgeous google pixel watch from my husband maddie it is a gadget 
I I feel like a spy. I am doing so many things on my wrist. Uh, it also feels a bit like Star Trek Communicator from the motion picture. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just living my nerd fantasy dreams over here. Uh, the battery dies in about one day, so I feel like I'm, I'm recharging it as much as I'm recharging my phone. I don't know if that's the greatest thing, but the functionality is just amazing because my entire life is Google. So yeah, I feel like I've got the world on my hand and in my pocket and Life do do you good, not Andrew. need your phone anymore if you have this thing? Oh, I need my phone a lot. Uh, I okay. it, I can reply to messages and I can uh, fiddle around with music and settings in my home, but it doesn't have everything. I can't, uh, you know, I can't read documents. I can't read right, uh, right. articles. So it is useful for notifications and tracking my fitness and my sleep and all of that good stuff. Uh, but as for the day-to-day, like, heavier stuff, that's what the phone is still good for. Right. And you can use it to scan for life forms? Uh, I actually absolutely have the L-Cars uh, watch face. That's the Star Trek computer watch face. Uh, <laughs> so one of, let's see. Hold on. I'll play around with it. Uh, the first setting is time. And then the second setting is weather, which is never accurate. And then the third setting is fitness. Tells me how many steps and what my heart rate is. Uh, and then number four is science, which is a compass. Uh, it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will definitely be showing it off when we see each other after we record this. <laughs> That's right. For every episode of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, we recommend a cocktail that matches the theme of the episode or maybe just matches our mood. This week, it's Andrew's turn to pick. So, Andrew, what have you made for us? Well, literally for us, because as you just mentioned, you are coming over after we record <gasps> this episode for some cake oh. and good times. Um, and I have made a picture of Uzo lemonade that is sitting on the counter and hopefully my roommate Levi is not drinking it all down. If they are, then I will just make more. Um, so yes, I'm drinking <laughs> oh, no. a lovely pint glass of this lemonade, which is made by, there's a recipe on spruce eats, which I sort of, you know, I internalized and then did my own thing but it's the same four basic ingredients so you muddle some mint and some lemon juice with some ouzo or actually in this case raki because i have raki left over from our from russia with love episode of this podcast wow um, ages ago yeah i don't drink a lot of raki it turns out um raki and ouzo very similar say uh flavor profiles both anise drinks made in a very similar ways raki a little bit stronger i believe mm, um, yes. but i wanted to make something that was evocative of the greek islands so an ouzo lemonade is the perfect way to go and because i bastardize everything uh, a raki <laughs> lemonade is what i've actually made so yeah it's mint and lemon <laughs> juice muddled together ouzo and honey added and then you top the whole thing up with ice and water um or in this case just water the ice will go in when my friends come over later um perfect. so yeah and you do those things more or less to taste i mean you can find like measures but the the recipe i saw was for like one glass and i wasn't making a glass i was no. making a pitcher this is a pitcher drink if ever there was one it's very very refreshing i don't know how much alcohol i actually ended up putting in so i don't know how much i'm drinking right now so listener that's something <laughs> to be excited about and again as, as i said mm -hmm. i'm drinking rocky stronger than uzo but yeah the <laughs> anise flavor the the sugar the the mint the the lemon it's just a perfect like summer's day blend and as the weather here is finally feeling oh, like summer summery um, yeah it's it's gonna be a, like maybe i need to buy some more rocky or a bottle of ouzo so i can enjoy this drink all summer because it's pretty great 
That sounds delicious. I can't wait to try it. That is so funny. Uh, for my day job, I'm actually filming a video, uh, and the cocktail that I'm making is a lemonade. It's uh, a spiked lemonade. Mine is just oh, using yeah. Canadian vodka, uh, but obviously, like the 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 basis is the same thing. We're just making a punch with citrus and muddling a whole bunch of other stuff in there. Yeah, uh, and lemonade is always my favorite summer drink. So this is going to be a surefire hit. I guarantee it. I'm <laughs> so excited to try. You'll never forget. Typical, you wait 20 years for a dad and then three come along at once. I don't care if you slept with hundreds of men. Watch that scene. I haven't slept with hundreds of men. Dig in the dancing queen. Mama Mia. That was a clip from 2008's Mamma Mia, starring Meryl Streep, Pierce Brosnan, Colin Firth, Amanda Seyfried, Stellan Skarsgård, Julie Walters, and Christine Baranski. Directed by Phyllida Lloyd, this film is based on the wildly popular Broadway smash hit of the same name. It's a jukebox musical with the music of Abra providing the soundtrack, and it destroyed the box office, earning $611 million on a $50 million budget. Isn't that insane? That's crazy. And Andrew, this may be one of my least favorite musicals of all (laughs) time. Am I wrong to feel this way? Defend yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do I need to defend myself? It's an ABBA musical starring Meryl Streep and Pierce Brosnan. (laughs) I mean, Christine Baranski has a number in this, which she doesn't have in Chicago. So that's uh, true. That's true. (laughs) You know, let's just enjoy ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's a trash movie. Jukebox musicals are a hard sell to people that love real musicals. Can I say that? Um, (laughs) Read the film to film. Go on. (laughs) Just there's something, you know, you know what a jukebox musical is going to be. They're trying Mm. to make the songs fit. And that leads to unsatisfying songs. Hammering a square peg into a round hole. And yeah, (laughs) it leads to some very unsatisfying writing as well. And it's like these songs aren't really like carrying through the, the real spirit of the thing. But, you know, jukebox musicals go back longer than people think they mm-hmm. do like singing in the rain Street, is like, essentially a jukebox yeah, musical yeah like a bunch of the early musicals were just taking hits of the day um and you know i would say moulin rouge is a pretty good jukebox musical mm-hmm. uh the movie i haven't seen the stage version uh so you know it can be done well i think it has to be done these days certainly sort of rather knowingly um is this a great one let's get into the recap All right. Sophie, a young woman living at her mother's hotel on a Greek island, send letters to three men. On the eve of her wedding, Sophie confides to her bridesmaids that she believes one of these men must be her father, as they all slept with her mother, Donna, during the same summer. Sophie sings, Honey, Honey. First note here, James Bond in jeans. Tight denim. Yes. (laughs) Very tight denim. Uh, Pierce Brosnan looking fantastic in this movie. I mean, he's only like seven. He's actually, he's already seven years past the last time he played Bond. And he looks like pretty much the same. 
Yeah, yeah, he looks he looks great. I mean, you can certainly see him as being a a, a very viable love interest for this movie. You know, if you're going mm-hmm. to have a, um, have the grown ups falling in love as this movie does, uh, yes, he's still cutting a fine figure, um, both in mm-hmm. and out of his jeans. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, we have Colin Firth dressed as the actual Bond character, wearing a very nicely tailored suit, and then there's Stellan Skarsgård dressed as Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, he's a travel writer, so I guess he just gets to wear like cargo shorts all the time. That's yeah, that's his khaki thing. everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Meryl also wearing denim in her first scene, but hers looks just really comfy dungarees. Like, I'm kind of into these denim dungarees, honestly. It's an iconic movie look. It has become over the years, I I feel like. I guess, I guess so, yeah. Very, uh, (laughs) Diane Lane, uh, Diane Keaton, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's Diane Keaton in Diane Lane territory. Yes, there we go. Uh, the, so Mamma Mia, like the title comes up on the screen in this disco ball font, and I had a good <laughs> laugh. Uh, and then we meet, uh, Amanda Seyfried's friends, and I hate them. Uh, I, they're, they're, they're nothing characters. They add absolutely nothing to the plot. They just need to be there because she's getting married. They might as well be going, tell me more, tell me more, during her song. <laughs> Yes, I mean, that would be wrong, because it's the wrong musical. But yes, um, they they are nothing characters, you're right. Like, they do not have personalities. And it's weird, because they kind of exist... I mean, yeah, they exist just for her to sing to, but also they're kind of meant to parallel her mum's friends, I think. But her mum's friends are people, and these uh, characters yes, are not Yes, and people. exciting, and these people yeah. are not exciting. Uh, Meryl looks high, question mark? <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> yeah. At the very least be drunk. You're filming literally in Greece, you know? Just have fun. Yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of those three ladies just falling on each other, laughing. <laughs> they they were having the best time. Uh, good for them, because I was not. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the appeal of this film. As I mentioned to you earlier today, I was on a bus today and these two girls, like they literally I think were like fourteen or fifteen, and they were having a conversation about Mamma Mia being their favourite comfort movie and I was just like okay first of all you are the same age as this film Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's freaky Um, and yeah I get it like this movie I think especially for for women for girls like there is something very cosy and familiar about it there is a lot of female friendship in this film even if the friends Mm -hmm. are ciphers there's still that sense of intimacy, I think, which yeah, is rare yeah. to see in film. So I can get why that, that feels like a, a joyful thing. I'll allow it. That's a very good <laughs> defense of something that I had not thought of. Uh, and yeah, it is so rare to just see women loving each other. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, that's perfect. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Guests arrive on the island, including Donna's best friends, Tanya and Rosie, and the three dads, Sam, Bill and Harry. Sophie's fiancé, Skye, welcomes the friends while the dads get acquainted. Donna laments how hard she works to keep the hotel running while singing Money, Money, Money. Stellan Skarsgård has this attitude throughout this movie, and I just wrote, I fucking hope that he is her father. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that seems like a good chance that he is as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's, he's very charming, and I feel like... He's someone who became famous kind of as an old man, almost. Like, mm-hmm, I knew who yeah. his son was, or his eldest son, before I knew who he was. I think he was famous 
in in the Scandinavias, um, but not in the rest of the world. Whereas Firth and Brosnan, of course, are both have both been very famous for a very long time and have been heartthrobs for a very long time. So he almost feels like the most natural sort of grumbly old man of the three of them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Such a such a strange choice, actually, to have it be like Colin Firth, Pierce Brosnan, and Stellan Skarsgård. Okay, <laughs> okay, sure. I see. Although it. Stellan Skarsgård now, I think, has been in like the biggest like i think his record for box office now is the biggest of any actor in the world because he's in this he's in a bunch of avengers movies he like oh yeah he has made a crazy amount of money like on average at the box office uh fast 10 came out uh this week as you know as i I know you discussed on your other podcast yes in 10 movies has already grossed as much as all 25 bond films isn't that insanity it is i mean but i i mean i get it i love those movies too yeah know? me too and, me too and, uh, and so also the rest of the world <laughs> and they've released more movies like you, you know the fact that they've re- hit 10 movies in in 20 years and in an era where box offices are much bigger like how many bond mm. movies have we had in in those same 20 years like, oh not, true not true. a lot mm, uh, yeah oh man imagine if bond had kept up with the times uh i feel like we say that every time we discuss in so many different ways uh good line my my mother needs a perch says julie walters mother we're the same age says uh christine baranski uh lovely to see these two again some such remarkably strange casting because julie walters again is like someone very familiar to me familiar to everyone from the harry potter movies but like she's been on british tv for my entire life um, uh, maddie turned to me at one point and he was like am i supposed to know who the not christine baranski role is <laughs> and i was like julie walters is essentially the christine baranski of the uk <laughs> i mean not, not exactly but, <laughs> but I, yeah she's a national treasure yes she's a national treasure Anyways, I needed a Baranski injection in this movie. It really helped. And then we get to see some hideous bridesmaid dresses, <laughs> which foretell uh, the fashion of this movie, I think, thoroughly. Yeah, there's some choices made. Um, at no point does anyone mention that the bridesmaid dresses are hideous, so I guess we just have to accept that they're not meant to be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They certainly are. uh let's talk about dominic cooper who plays a character inexplicably named sky i keep thinking it's going to be like a song (laughs) lyric that justifies him being called sky but no No, i don't think i don't think it happens um he just he's just a wandering soul you know who doesn't want to settle down uh i don't mean (laughs) i don't really know him from anything apparently he plays young tony stark in one of the avengers movies i don't uh prove it i guess but yeah he can get it he's like really hot <laughs> i've seen him in a lot of things and i always feel like he see- feels attainable he feels like someone i would know or grow up with so i'm never quite mm. sure how to feel about him as like this l- lustworthy movie star, but yes yeah. <laughs> he is hot i mean he uh, this movie especially i think it acquits him very well um mm-hmm. he was also in the history boys that's one of the things that gays oh. should know him from um along with james corden russell tovey it's a wild cast when you look back at it james corden it's a good movie it's a great great play great movie anyway why am i talking about All that right, Mamma mia. <laughs> uh uh so donna and her dynamos meet up and the screaming begins and it doesn't <laughs> really relent <laughs> ever 
<laughs> no, that's singing, Shane. That's singing. <laughs> oh, no. We'll get to the scream singing. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, we'll mention here Juan Pablo de Pache, uh, who is the mm, oh. just sexy greek guy or I mean, greek guy uh, yeah <laughs> just just wandering about in the background of this movie and it turns out that he's a love interest for one of the the dads um later in the movie and he is best known to many as the ma- the guy from the call on me music video doing the mm-hmm. hip thrusting with all the ladies um but who's also a real life gay so we appreciate yes. you juan pablo uh thank you for being you at least there was one actual gay in that relationship right <laughs> <laughs> Christine Baranski and Julie Walters imply that Amanda Seyfried was pretty uggo the last time they <laughs> saw her. Uh, wow. They're all like, oh, wow, you look amazing. Wow, you've grown up so much. You look so <laughs> different. Okay, ladies, chill, auntie. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to shade Amanda Seyfried, but she is the kind of, like, giant-eyed, sylph-like mm, woman. She had an awkward <laughs> period, for sure. Yeah, she, yeah. you'd be pretty sure that she was like a golem child, and now she is stunningly oh, beautiful. No! <laughs> That's so rude. So rude. You're not wrong. I uh, haven't looked up. Pictures. I don't mean to, you know. I'm sure she was fine. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, we're trying to Digging lift women up here, Andrew. <laughs> hey, Gollum is beautiful in his own way. All right. Okay. That. Yeah. Keep digging. Uh, <laughs> you know, ju- and just to dig my own hole, I wrote. Obviously, Meryl never got married because she's clearly a lesbian. Uh, based <laughs> on her interactions. Yeah, comfortable dungarees. She's fixing everything. Uh, she's like falling all over her best friends from the moment she lays eyes on them. Uh-huh. She has no interest in the men that return into her life. Yeah, I mean, eventually she does, but it doesn't feel earned. Forced. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nothing is earned or established in this film. Um, speaking of which, we get this incredible elaborate fantasy sequence here to money, money. Oh my God. To, sorry, to money, money, money. Uh, you have to remember how many times a word is repeated in an ABBA song right. title. It varies from song to song. Uh, but yes, this is justifying having the song money, money, money in here. We have all these hot sailors and print fabrics wafting in the breeze and, and, and yachts. And it's like, yeah, that's a pretty good fantasy. I'll buy it. I mean, within the fantasy, I, I like I love the Meryl fantasy montage where it's very like '60s Vegas. The the roulette table and the, the neon <laughs> lights are going behind her while she's making faces at the screen. Hilarious! I actually laughed out loud. Uh, but also, the dresses are hideous in the fantasy sequence as well. <laughs> but like, oh, whose true. taste level is this? Uh, whose whose fantasy is this? Uh, <laughs> Gotta shout out Baranski's bangin' bod. She could get it, right? She, I mean, she's she's a goddess. You know, we're not worthy. She to... is. We are not worthy. She is serving all throughout this movie. For some reason, Dominic Cooper is the sweatiest one on screen. I also noted that. You <laughs> know, uh, in, in a movie full of sweaty people, it seems. Yeah, like. I mean, I'm sure it was like fifty degrees every day. Yeah, and the English are not built for that. And uh, no, <laughs> there's there's not many English in this film. I think it's like basically him and Julie Walters, Julie. maybe, and, <laughs> and Colin. Oh, and Colin, yes, and Colin. But also all looks three like he's... pretty sweaty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we certainly are a type. Uh, <laughs> I, also, Meryl Streep's hotel 
it can't be very good. <laughs> Two stars at most. Literally falling apart. And the hostess told me if I took a shit to wait 30 minutes before flushing. <laughs> and then she went off to drink with her rich foreign friends. That's my review. Uh, I mean, just invite me along for the drinks and I'll give you four stars, you know? That's, okay, uh, fair, fair. You gotta earn that last star, though. Fix the fountain. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Or send Juan Pablo de Pache over to, to my... Uh, to my room. To my barn. Yes. <laughs> wow, my, my barn door is wide open. Uh, <laughs> Sophie meets the dads, smuggles them onto the island, and reveals that she sent the invites. Donna spots the dads and sings, Mama Mia! Donna confronts the dads and tells them to leave. Oh, the plot of this movie. Barely a plot. Thick. Um, so thick, yeah. Such, I mean, it's a farce. In the scene where Donna is up on the roof and she nearly plummets oh her death God. and everyone in the village is just sort of watching and doing dance routines and, and, and sticking their heads over parapets. And it's I like, have what? so many questions what? about the reality of, the, of like what these people are living through. Are they joining? <laughs> are they always there? Are they always in the back? Uh, I don't, if I start pulling that thread, this movie <laughs> falls apart even more, but... There's a lot of que- I have a lot of questions about what the people are doing in their day to day lives. I mean, I ju- I think it just doesn't exist. Like nothing in this film, it doesn't it's exist. Shane. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's no ground to stand on. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, will say, for all that you're dissing the hotel, I mean, this island is totally my vibe. I would oh go a little God. more cluttered, basically. You know, <laughs> yeah, a little I more falling apart. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I'm very much into the aesthetic of this whole thing. I, it's so I'm lovely. not gonna. Sh- I'm not going to shit on living on a Greek island, uh, like, <laughs> smack dab in the fucking Aegean Sea. It looks incredible. I love that it was all filmed on location. It, uh, yeah. And honestly, one of my notes later that I'll say now, why didn't they use it more? There are so many scenes indoors or, like, <laughs> on, uh, like in a plaza when it's like, we could be, right. we could be showing off this island all the time i don't give a fuck about what's happening inside that barn <laughs> uh, yeah but i think again that's yeah that's part of the appeal and they probably could have gone further with it you're right sophie has this moment where she spots the three men and she looks like she maybe wants to fuck her maybe dads <laughs> there's there's a lot of sexual tension going in strange directions in this film it has to be said there really are oh my god it's very confusing <laughs> Uh, also, Sky is going to make Donna, uh, Meryl Streep, a website the for her hotel the very same year that Airbnb launches. <laughs> Good plan, bro. Wow. Good plan. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's their get-rich-quick scheme, is to launch a website. <laughs> Uh, just make a movie with ABBA songs. It's a really good get rich quick scheme. It I, really I mean, works. that's really it. <laughs> uh, I had a true guffaw at the flashback of the three men as they were uh, <laughs> at the time she knew them, particularly Pierce Brosnan, aka Burt Reynolds, with his very long uh, biker stash and long straight hair. It was hilarious. Uh, if you've seen Mamma Mia 2, you will know that a lot of things in this film then get contradicted by the sequel, and uh, uh, actors 
play the I young versions of all of these ca- characters. So they do not. They look the literally same. say her mother. It, they allude to. Th- okay, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. I will, we'll get I'll hold there. back. I'll hold back. Uh, I have so many notes. We thought this was going to be a quick episode, and I am thinking <laughs> we could be here forever. Uh, the titular song should be more thrilling. I also thought. Uh, but by the end of it, the only thing I want is for her to pick Pierce. Fuck my pick Stellan comment earlier. <laughs> Pierce, Pierce is the way to go. He's so hot. Uh, there, he has so much charisma. There's just no way that she's not going to pick him. Are we going to get to your pick, Colin, later in the in the movie, or is that? Uh, I, uh, we'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, Mamma Mia, the the performance for all that it's uh, a little odd. Meryl is showing us that she's here to do the thing. Like she's yes, she's committed to the bit, and, and I it's will, look joyous. My problem, my problem with Mamma Mia is the problem I have with all the music. Am I going to get into it now? I think maybe I have to. Nothing <laughs> happens during any of these songs, Andrew. <laughs> Nothing happens, <laughs> and very little happens outside of the songs. Yes, like that's, that's the problem. <laughs> Nothing fucking happens in this movie. <laughs> Oh, so thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's get on to the next on. thing that doesn't happen. <laughs> Donna and her friends sing Chikatita as the friends drag Donna out of her funk. Drag. I hate this Donna song. I'm so sorry. Out of her Donna then tells them about the three dads. They sing Dancing Queen and the whole island joins in. This is such a weird film to recap. And originally I was just like, I guess every time there's a song, I'll put in a break for us to discuss. And I quickly gave no, up on that. No, it's like the that's songs- a bad idea. They come too thick and fast and nothing else is happening, as you say. It's There's nothing to recap. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Uh, Chikatita, I did not like. Uh, I love this I song. <laughs> <laughs> Your first note is, I hate this song. My first note is, I love this song. <laughs> oh, I'm so oh. sorry. I'm so sorry. It, maybe it's because this is the only reason I know this song. I've never heard this song performed oh, by ABBA. Okay. Uh, so this is my only memory of it, and I mean, if that were your only memory of this song, Andrew, how would you feel about it? <laughs> yeah, I can't say this is the perfect introduction to the music of ABBA. Like, okay, maybe great. ABBA is the best introduction to the music of ABBA. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the song slows down the movie again, and it's like, when you're doing the recap, it's like, oh... We're still setting up the exposition. We're still establishing the premise of the movie. This thing about the three dads, this late into ac- the action, and we're not done. We're going to carry on setting that up until we pivot to resolving it. Uh, like that's if the this whole were, thing. if this were a movie, then Act One would be everyone finding out the reason she invited these men to the island, right? Yeah. And yeah. instead, that's the entire that gets dragged <laughs> out over three fucking acts it is infuriating they should all know why they're there even when meryl knows that like meryl finds out that the dads are there very quickly but does not put together why they've been invited uh, how it happened it's her sex life she shouldn't know what happened in the summer of 74 (laughs) or whatever Uh, the fuck it was I don't think it was that long ago. Uh, it's probably 86, actually. Amanda yeah, Seyfried, I think, is the same age as I am. <laughs> Anyways, Meryl's so gross during this song where nothing happens. Uh, I think they make a drink in real time while she rubs snot on her sleeve. <laughs> and the villagers do some ensemble cackling in the background, which is 
very strange. I, I think I had seen this movie once before all the way through. <laughs> I, I didn't... I, I Call it a fever dream. I didn't remember anything that happened. So this all felt fresh. So just take this note. So were you still sick value. when you watched this film, by the way? No, I was well okay. by this time. <laughs> when I wrote this note, I truly had no idea what I was talking about. I wrote, Harry Headbanger, that's Colin Firth's character, is a different guy in the gay village. <laughs> turns well, out. It turns out. <laughs> it is not. It's the same, same guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh... And then my next note is about Juan Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're setting things up and you're picking up on it. It's amazing. What great I, writing. I, yeah, re- yeah, really in your face. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I I, tuned out for a while. I looked back up and there was Juan Pablo de Pache bringing me back in. <laughs> uh, he's beautiful. And I'm the mm-hmm. stupid, reckless little slut. Sorry, Donna. <laughs> Donna is the stupid, Donna reckless, is the stupid little reckless little slut. She, her slut era is exposed when she calls herself that very yep. thing. Um, oh my god. And talks about her mother, who is very Catholic and very disapproving of her sex life. You know, her mother, um, Cher. Cher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, for some reason, that I know. I don't know how I remembered anything about any of these movies, but I knew Cher was her mother. And it turns out her mother, we find out in the second movie, is like a singer. She's like a showbiz queen. She, like, I mean, she's Cher, basically. <laughs> like, she's not some shrewish, like, prude at all. And not dead. Oh my god, there's so much slow-mo jumping on the bed <laughs> for some reason. I mean, I'm so glad that Meryl had a blast making this, but it's hard to watch. What? It, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know what to say. Why is there slow mo? Why is there slow mo jumping? And Maybe they and were this is not- literally jumping very slowly to spare Julie Walters' hips, and it was like, well, oh. I guess we'll make it look like an effect. <laughs> oh God, yeah, just such a strange choice. But also, Julie Walters. Speaking of giving some chaotic energy throughout this entire <laughs> film, definitely my favorite uh, ant. But uh, I don't know what she's going to do next. Uh, oh, she's going to do stuff next. Um, the fact that we get Chikatita and Dancing Queen back to back, basically sung yeah. by the same characters in the same sequence. Yes, very like, weird. These are two pretty iconic songs, barring the fact that you didn't know Chikatita at all. Um, Dancing Queen is maybe the most iconic song, and it just feels like they're like just shitting them out there. Like, oh yeah, we'll just do another one, and another one, and another all one. All the hits. And, you know, it's kind of the film's greatest strength as well as its great weakness, because although this whole thing is poorly made trash, um, it's great fun. Like, the dancing, the singing, even when it's bad, well, sometimes it's a little too bad to enjoy, but for the most part, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a weird, like, dream fantasy that we've all had. Like, we've all uh, had that fantasy of being in a flash mob that no one had to rehearse for, you know? I, <laughs> regarding this flash mob, why is everyone joining in? What's happening? <laughs> what, is, what is the reality in this film was my only thought at the time. Uh, I was truly going insane trying to understand what I was watching. Uh, the maybe, Uzo I, lemonade is flowing on this Greek island. <laughs> clearly, everyone is having a great time. No one's working. What does everyone do on this island? Work for Meryl Streep? <laughs> 
It may be. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? I don't know. The Greek economy was in a very bad place back then. She could probably afford it. Was, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it was it's in really, the worst it's really place. improved since. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's improved somewhat. Um, okay. The country I don't think is on the brink of bankruptcy right now, but I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just not paying attention. I am paying attention to another incidental hottie, the bald fellow with the ladder. Uh, he could get it Ah, uh, yes. A uh, lot of incidental hotties in this movie. Yes. So Sophie spends time with her dads. Sophie and dads sing Our Last Summer. Sophie reunites with Skye and they sing Lay All Your Love on Me. I mean, just song to song to song. Oh it's, my god, just one after the other. Hardly any time to establish any kind of plot in between. Thank god. This Our Last Summer song, so cuttable. And of course it gives you a chance oh to god, hear yeah. all three dads singing and... How awful they all are. <laughs> yeah, None of these men could sing. And you know, Pierce Brosnan gets all the flack and... For a moment, but, I thought, well, it's not fair, is it? And then I was listening a little more. Well, no, it wasn't more closely, just more. Listening more. And yeah, he's off key. He has a rich voice, though. And I think you can hear how bad he is more than the other that, two. That's what's so upsetting, right? He's so, he's trying so hard. Yeah. It's not, it's not like Russell Crowe, who's not even moving his face in Les Mis. Like Pierce thinks he's doing a great job or at least he's <laughs> he's selling you the confidence that he thinks that even though surely he must know right he's a I he's mean, a he's a self-aware person right i don't know <laughs> what the standards were on this film they weren't high uh, there were people, standards on this film that's people were lying to each other a lot on this film mm, so. you're doing great sweetie did you have fun up there <laughs> Great lighting, amazing lighting. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does keep it tight. Uh, he he does look great for a man mm-hmm. of I don't know how many years, but certainly more than me. Um, so well done there, Pierce. Yes. Uh, Sophie running towards this departing boat starts ripping off her shirt once again. Like, wait, don't go, dads. I'll show you my tits. <laughs> so confusing (laughs) so confusing uh and and the song that they're singing our last summer i I mean this would be a great time for some flashbacks i can't believe i'm asking for flashbacks in a movie (laughs) but truly like establish something show like show the moments that these men fell in love with donna and instead they're all just like like dolefully looking into each other's eyes as they briefly look at a hilarious picture of these guys in wigs uh and then we move on but well shane if that's what you want do i have a movie for you oh god don't tell me that's number two. Oh god <laughs> mamma mia here we go again it's all there uh, is that one also based off of a hit stage musical <laughs> no they didn't make another what? musical they just made another film <laughs> Wow. Uh, oh. well, well, maybe we'll cover it. Another pride. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, God. There's no reason to. Uh, okay. We go to the, the next song. Dominic could be in swim trunks about one-tenth that length. Those are the longest swim trunks I have ever seen. They're like, they're almost pants. Swim pants. Swim, swim capris. <laughs> We have it, it has been such a struggle to convince straight boys that they can wear short shorts, and 2008 was not the year where they started listening. I think, but 
2022. Look, all of his beefcake friends arrive and they're wearing better swimwear. Some of them are wearing Speedos. Why True, didn't they but put Dominic in a Speedo? Those people are dancers. They're at the very uh. least gay adjacent. So... <laughs> I will say, when, when this sweaty twink karate chops the air, <laughs> I died. Uh, I mean, we should all be so lucky to have a video of us at the age Dominic Cooper is in this movie, being oh, like God. hot and goofy and with the twinkish Greek and... sky behind him and the white sand below him yeah. and just a like a mountain and a fo- it's just oh god he's so hot <laughs> <laughs> and this song is so 80s like this song may have launched oh the 80s this might be the queerest moment of the film it may be <laughs> it's it's an early example of an album track that got a single release because of a club remix and this was in the year <laughs> 1980 so this is wow. it this is like patient zero or ground zero <laughs> wow. okay andrew maybe rethink that uh, <laughs> no no that sounds right no no we're gonna go with that yeah yeah it's uh, 1980 neither of those things has negative connotations yet <laughs> <laughs> they will they will uh they have i mean the character sky and a man sophie that's it they have a lot of rich friends willing to go right? on a destination wedding well, if they're flying from the UK, it's actually not that hard to get to Greece. But still, it is a commitment. Mm. Um, it's quite a commitment. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hot boys here who can't dance, it seems like. And I don't yeah. know how you can find that many hot boys who can't dance. How did is they it get dancing? that hot if is they can't it dancing? dance? Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, see some honestly. frog walking. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay with it. It's fine. It's <laughs> Lay all the love on me, you know? <laughs> this was one of my, like, Two fun numbers in the movie. I will oh, say two. That. Oof. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Donna and her friends put their old girl group back together for Sophie's hen party, performing Super Trooper. The dads arrive and are assaulted by the hen party guests, singing "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme." The dads piece together that one of them is the dad, and each decides it's them. The male guests crash the hen party as everyone sings "Voulez Vous." Three songs. Three songs. And- and like 20 minutes of film. <laughs> There's like one minute in between each song. Ridiculous. Uh, Meryl and the gang look like first time drag queens. Uh, also, mom, get the fuck out of here. This is my bachelor party. You're not invited. <laughs> also, this, like, finally they're singing a song diegetically in between other yeah. songs that are not diegetic. That's so confusing. <laughs> so confusing. So confusing. Where Does ABBA exist in this universe or not? Someone explain it to me. <laughs> is ABBA Donna and the Dynamos? Who are Donna and the Dynamos? Were they a thing? Were they a group? Or are they just, like, what her friends call each other? I don't uh, know. Uh, the outfits are terrible, but kind of magical, kind of amazing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and this is where we find out that Donna's mother, Cher, is hinted to be dead, very dead, up yes. there somewhere, looking down on them. Truly wrote here, I thought her mother was alive and Cher. I'm so confused. <laughs> Christine Baranski, meanwhile, still in her slut era and will forever be in her slut era. And thank Doing God a great job that. all throughout the film. Meryl says, I did a great job with Donna all by myself, and I'm not going to be muscled out by an ejaculation, <laughs> uh, which a fantastic line, totally natural, something that we all say. That's right. Yes, I ejaculate the word ejaculation all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We learn that Colin Firth is raising a couple of lovely dogs. And once again, unironically, I wrote, he and Meryl are both gay. <laughs> you you might be entirely correct, but you're certainly at least half correct. Um, yeah, though, I correct. did think at this moment that Stellan should be the gay one because he's the one gleefully dancing to ABBA with all the girls. Um, Ooh, but no, that's Colin true. Firth. And he's rejecting Julie Walters' advantage. He does. Maybe Stellan and, and Colin should have ended up together in this movie. Um, but yes, we do get Colin Firth's reveal. I'd love to have a daughter, but instead I have dogs. And it's like, yeah, that's that's a gay mood for sure. That whole 100%. sentence. <laughs> uh, so all of these men. Uh, react as if Sophie is saying that she's pregnant with their kids. Like, they, they all basically run away from her, like teenage boys. Yeah. What are we doing here? We're, they, we are adult men in our 50s at best. And she is an adult woman. You don't have to yeah. do anything. Like, And she's clearly a freewheeling spirit. Like, this, this girl doesn't seem pressed by too much in her life. Look at her life so when she comes up to you and she's like hey i think you might be my dad it's like oh okay let, let let's see let's let's find out right also bill uh stellan skarsgård very gallantly says well whoever your dad is I'll, i want to give you away at your wedding tomorrow and then when talking to Piers brosnan he says who's giving you away tomorrow and she says nobody no one yeah excuse what? me Wow, rude. So rude. Maybe you don't deserve three dads, actually, Sophie. <laughs> My three dads. Love it. That, that's the movie. Uh, the bachelor party goes full yellow jackets. Uh, they descend on the bachelorette party in face masks from the ceiling. Uh, it's like, like a it is the most bond movie of the movie because they're like yeah. they're like this sinister special ops force climbing up the walls of a greek island fortress it's like yeah it gave me flashbacks <laughs> yeah for sure and in the middle of this colin firth clearly on mdma tripping balls in the middle of the dance floor i wrote not subtle at all colin <laughs> Intermission, I guess. The morning of the wedding, Donna's friends, Rosie and Tanya, get to know two of the dads, Harry and Bill. Donna and Sophie fight. The third dad, Sam, talks to Donna about Sophie. Donna and Sam sing, <laughs> quote unquote, SOS. Uh, also, uh, that these men have names that aren't Tom, <laughs> Harry, and Dick is very surprising to me. That What Honestly. a missed opportunity. This is maybe the longest section without a song, and then we get to the song, and it's like, oh, we mm -hmm. could have gone longer without a song. Ooh, we could have skipped the song. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, this is when maybe I started to piece it together, because Colin Firth essentially says, I want to get something off my chest. I'm gay. <laughs> Basically, and there is a sexual tension between Stellan and Colin in this uh, yeah. coming out sequence that is... Why lot. didn't they get together, Andrew? Why didn't they get together? Stellan was wearing nothing but an apron. His <laughs> bare ass was hanging out, taunting Colin. Speaking of gay, we get to meet, see more of Sky's unnamed friends, and there is this buff blonde. I mean, he is buff. He is. Ripped. I'm assuming the best man. He's so hot. Uh, certainly the best man I've seen. Um, yeah. Is that the one who's wearing the striped shorts, or was that? Yes. Oh yeah, that's. I wrote. Oh my god, I also caught it. I was like, wow, the friend with the striped shorts. That's for sure <laughs> who I was talking about. I think this is a Donna line. Some middle-aged menopausal man. Yes, that's what she says. Yeah, for hundred. Before they leap yeah. into the. the the song and uh, Ooh, that was a great line leap, please someone help Pierce. <laughs> oh my god 
Maybe these hundred backup singers will help. No, no, he's just screaming. He's just, you can see the, like, when he does the pain acting in The World Is Not Enough, when (laughs) Sophie Marceau is tightening that bolt around his neck, it's the exact same face as when he's singing. It might be the same locations. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wasn't she supposed to be Greek? No, Azerbaijani. Azerbaijani, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's all the same in Eurovision. Um, (laughs) Pierce, yeah, he's such a handsome, confident man, and then out of his mouth comes this aggressive barking sound. Uh, it's. It reminds me of there's this great French French and Saunders pastiche of Mamma Mia that I think they did for Red Nose Day. Um, the Pierce Brosnan role is played by Philip Glenister from Life on Mars, and uh, he basically literally just honks when it's his turn to sing, and it's hilarious. Like uh, the fucking I, goose from the Untitled Goose Game, 100. <laughs> just ha. Uh, it's <laughs> it's a lot. I I speculated here that the singing ability of the Bonds probably goes uh, Craig is best than Dalton, Lazenby, Moore, Brosnan, Connery. That might also be the order of their queerness. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. that's to comment? That, sound, <laughs> that sounds correct. Uh, I would love to hear Daniel Craig in a musical. Uh, I feel like we've seen Timothy Dalton in a musical, though I can't recall which. We saw Timothy Dalton in that terrible... Oh, God, what's her name? Oh, come up and see me sometime. Oh, uh, <laughs> fuck we did oh may west film <laughs> may west film her, may west's final film i should Ugh, where shame. she plays a 19 year old <laughs> yeah oh, it's an extraordinary film and timothy dalton does sing uh a god like a captain and Tennille song or something and he's not and good. he's great but he's, he's much better than pierce he's not bad i yeah, just said no. he's great but like <laughs> he's, I, you know we're comparing <laughs> he's he's talk singing basically like it's i don't think he's mm-hmm. even trying like he probably can sing but in this like i expect may west was like no no honey don't sing no, huh? that makes me look I'm bad, the star okay? yeah <laughs> um, is, is 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 my is my may west also my jimmy cagney maybe <laughs> uh, is may west may west jimmy cagney <laughs> anyway point is i think daniel craig can probably sing he's married to rachel vice um there's a bit of the game he serenaded her i'm sure for sure for sure tanya rebuffs the man she hooked up with the night before she sings does your mother know sophie finally reveals the dad plot to sky oh good we got there who thinks sophie has organized the whole ceremony for the wrong reasons donna helps sophie get ready and they sing slipping through my fingers and sophie asks donna to give her away ah uh, slipping through my fingers just like the plot uh this <laughs> this whole movie's stupid but getting more Baranski makes it tolerable, at least. This was the second number that I enjoyed. (laughs) Quite right, too. I mean, yeah, this is the the solo that she was so cruelly denied in Chicago, where her song was given to someone else, to I think to Richard Gere, maybe? Boo! Yeah, I mean, like, he's better than Brosnan, but he's not great. Um, yeah, why is Christine Baranski not given a solo in every film? Even the and ones she's, she's not great. in that aren't musicals. Like, this is a movie filled with people who can't sing, and Christine Baranski <laughs> is a Broadway star. So yeah. she is automatically going to light up the screen in a way that 
none of these other people can. At, at, like, I can't believe I'm saying that about Meryl Streep, but Christine Baranski <laughs> just has this presence in this film that that truly elevates everyone around her in every scene she's in. I don't know how else to describe it. No, this is such a fun song with, I think his name is Pepper? Pepper Big? Um, Pepper Big? No. The hot boy dancer um, yeah, yeah. That, she, that is a third her age maybe um yeah Good it's a her. great it. great num- number so much fun like some really like fun choreography christine baranski also said give me your gauziest <laughs> filter she's earned it absolutely uh meanwhile as the characters continue to ricochet off each other all around the island and we get another skippable song in slipping through my fingers i'm really trying to understand if we're supposed to like sky or hate sky or like surely we're meant to like him but in this sequence is he being a jerk or is he right Right? I can't tell. I don't know. I mean, first of all, everyone's trying real hard to make these words sound like things that humans <laughs> actually say to each other. Uh, but he says, is that what this big white wedding is about? Finding your dad? It's like, dude, are you even listening to yourself? No <laughs> one, who the fuck is, has a destination wedding so they can find out who their father is? What a what a bizarre thing to assume that's what your girlfriend wants. Maybe Honestly. you're not the one for her. <laughs> uh, yeah, get together with Juan Pablo de Pache. Um, or your friend in the stripy shorts, let's be honest. And Pepper. All, or both of, of them. All, yeah, of them. Uh, all four of you. Let's make it a party. Let's make this a real ABBA movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bizarro world. Honestly, the, the more I tried to write this plot down, the stupider I felt. And this fucking song, like... Honestly, let's just watch more people contemplate their past, huh? <laughs> That's literally all that we've done this movie, is watch people think about the things that they did in the past. Good stuff. As Sophie processes to the... Wow. I mean, that is what happens. Let, but let me try that again. As Sophie <laughs> processes to the chapel, there Sam is. attempts to reconcile with Donna. Donna sings, The winner takes it all. I'm trying not to laugh because of my own note about the winner takes it all. At the altar, the truth comes out about the dad plot. All three dads agree that they want to be Sophie's co-dad. And Sophie decides she doesn't want to get married. I feel hysterical, Andrew. She wants to travel the world with Skye. Sam reveals he's divorced. Wow, what news? And he proposes to Donna. Sam and Donna sing, I do, I do, I do. Sam and Donna get married. Uh, all the plot, all at once. I mean, my All God. at once. This is three acts in one 10, 15 minute scene. Finally, everyone wearing some good clothes, mostly. Uh, people actually look good here. I don't... I can't even remember seeing the brides in their hideous bridesmaids dresses i wonder <laughs> if they scrap that for something else um sky wearing an unbuttoned shirt to his own wedding which i found uh, very I mean, it's outrageous but i say he gets this away. guy doesn't deserve her right <laughs> not at, at all this is a, she is an angel and he is just such a a, a putz uh <laughs> However, yeah. the Greek sunset, it's doing wonders for everyone's hair. Everyone looks like they have gorgeous <laughs> wigs on. And the real salvation here, we get uh, what could have been a duet, but no. Oh my Pierce God. just stands there looking stony and Thank rubbing his neck. God. While Meryl does some amazing shawl acting. If they gave oh my Oscar God. for shawl acting, she would She would have got it. <laughs> I was bracing myself, Andrew, literally gritting my teeth, waiting for Pierce to just turn around and scream, The winner takes it all! 
Oh. Uh, what did you not expect it on? Uh, like I, my heart was in my throat. Uh. Like, oh god, is it going to happen? Is he? Is he going to ruin this moment? Honestly, like I've seen this film like at least twice before. I I know what happens. I was still like, is he? Does he? Oh God, please no! And uh, and like the way they film it, it's threatening. Yeah, they're threatening that he's going to sing the entire time. Like they keep cutting to him as he's like breathing in, and it's like, no, no, he's just being rebuffed. He's just being rebuffed. <laughs> no barking noises. Thank God. Thank God. It's just Meryl, her arms and her scarves. Oh, so so much scarf, so much shawl. No, it's lovely. Nobody runs like that with their arms and their scarves, except <laughs> in horror movies and musicals. I mean, I might start running like that, you know, just through the park. <laughs> I would love to just see you running down Church Street, like screaming, <laughs> "Wait, takes it all!" with your scarf trailing behind you. Oh, I mean, God. that day may come, but you'll know that I need some care of the community when that happens. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll be calling 311 for that one. Uh, uh, another three times repeated song title here. I do, I do, I do. Um, there's just so many. I mean, Abba, what were you thinking? Um, and we do get some barking seal noises from Pierce during the I do, I do, I do sequence. He does get to join <laughs> yeah. in, but thankfully he's not like an equal partner in that song, as if he could no. be. Um, I did write at that point that like when he starts to sing, the winner takes it all. Would have been great if he just like picked it up right there. Uh, I, I, this is when I found out, oh, he actually is gay. I thought I was being funny. It turns out the movie was being funny That's about right. being gay the entire time. We're a joke. We're just they- a joke for you. <laughs> and yet also we're your, we're your primary audience. Um, speaking yeah, well, of yeah. Juan Pablo de Pache, just want to note once again that he's beautiful, but also he doesn't come back for the sequel. And and that really huh. disappointed me. Like they give Colin Firth's character, I think, a different love interest. Basically a different Living character. The gay that life he can for spe- real, no, no, no. Though. It's so that he can spend the whole movie not in a relationship and then at the very end of the movie once again hook up with a guy and we don't have to see two two men being a couple throughout the entire film. Oh, because who wants to yes. see that in a musical about Abbasol? Ew. Gross. No thank you. <laughs> Jesus Keep your Christ. gaze out of my ABBA. <laughs> my uh, ABBA musical starring Mel Streep. <laughs> oh my, uh, okay. So I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Make it straight, though, please. Uh, I think you wrote down the line that I have a response to. Could you please? <laughs> it's, I don't care if you slept with hundreds of men. You're my mom. I've slept with thousands of men again and again. They're always coming and going too soon. I don't think that's a line from this film, is it, Jake? No, it might as well have been. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like, I, I don't care if you slept with hundreds of men, which would be bad, but you're my mom. That's good. Like, oh, for God's sake. I, I, I don't know where to begin on how wrong everything you just said is, sweetie. Uh, and then this whole like let's not get married let's just run off and travel the world again like did you really think you'd set this up that you'd earned this and then Donna and Uh, Sam getting married instead and Pierce barking I know I know Uh, (laughs) truly nothing in this film is earned it's a swerve 
I, I mean, the news that they all could be fathers, that it was shocking to anyone, was a surprise to me. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, fe- I felt so embarrassed for Pierce at the end, but I, too, would say I do. Bad singing and all. He's just so hot, <laughs> and he's trying so hard, and I love a try hard. <laughs> you so do. It's a secret of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> At the wedding reception, Sam and Donna sing When All Is Said and Done. Do they? Do, have I wiped that memory from me? Rosie serenades Bill with Take a Chance on Me, and the spring of Aphrodite bursts through the floor, drenching everyone. I, yes, they do sing that, because <laughs> I wrote, he gets a whole other song? Did they, have they not drag this man through the dirt enough they make him sing i do i do i do and then they basically do like a camera twirl and it's pierce in a suit singing again oh god it's so i bad. mean this song isn't that in the stage version and it, it, no it's not no! A, and it's not a famous abba song so this was a choice all around like what andrew this <laughs> all was a choice all around <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I do wonder, like, was there no one else they could cast for the Pierce Brosnan role? Or, like, could they have not dubbed it? Like, I know we scoff and scowl at dubbed singing voices, but come I on. I don't. Come I, 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 I bring it back. Bring it back. Like, we need to showcase good singing more than we need to showcase actors trying to sing right yeah it's very much like the voice actor in animated movie thing it's like let's let people who do this professionally have some of those jobs shall we you know not um, I, I mean not to not to shit on him again but it's like the whole the ramp up to lay miz like ooh, we did live singing so everything you're hearing is happening on set and it's like oh great we get a really watery performance from Anne Hathaway and we get a very (laughs) monotone experience from Russell Crowe but it's exciting because it was in the moment and they were really not feeling what they were feeling right Uh, I would I would rather hear some other voice I I know what Pierce Brosnan sounds like and the world does too you can find some Irish singer who sounds it enough like a baritone that you could, you know, stretch your imagination to believe that that's the man who's singing it. And I Honestly, don't care. Pierce Brosnan might be the only Irish man who can't sing. I mean... Oh, I, oh, I mean, fair point. Fair point. <laughs> I did look at, like, who else has played this role on stage. Um, a favourite of ours, Jaime Camille, has played the role. Oh, thought, oh they should have got him. And then I realised, no, he's like... 20 years younger than Pierce Brosnan. So that would have been a little weird. (laughs) We would have different comments about the film. (laughs) But still, would I like to see Jaime Camille do this song, this uh, this role? I would very much. When the fucking floor cracks and the (laughs) the fountain of Aphrodite pours forth, we get another slow-mo moment and it's just Meryl Streep going... It's Aphrodite. Uh, this is going to be so expensive. Like, you are not going to have yeah. money to fix this uh, disaster. Mm, no, no. She's going to turn it into a lovely fountain, I'm sure, for Mamma Mia 2. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Somehow I have no notes about Rosie serenading Bill with Take a Chance on Me, which... Uh, it's a crazy same, sequence. It's... <laughs> 
Like so many, I, I all I said about Julie is that when Julie Walters, she whips the glass out of her hand, and you hear it shatter off screen like some <laughs> gag from Airplane or Spy Hard. I cackled. It was like cla- <laughs> like classic farce. She throws it off screen, and you hear it shatter. It was so good. And then I thought, ah. Finally, we hit the... And then Sophie sings, I have a dream. And Donna and her friends perform Dancing Queen as the credits roll. (laughs) And then they can't stop themselves because the whole cast has to perform Waterloo for some reason. What does it have to do with anything, bitch? And Amanda Seyfried at the very end to just credits performs, thank you for the music. And honestly, no, thank you for stopping because Mamma Mia will somehow return amazingly Amazing. fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're just tossing out a whole bunch of songs at the end um, they're all literally wow. leers towards the camera and says do you want another one and i said don't no! threaten me meryl please yeah. <laughs> uh like i get I, I, waterloo you have to have waterloo somewhere but it literally like how would you force that into the plot of the movie do you yeah. Andrew, do you have to have Waterloo somewhere? I don't care that it's an ad of a musical. I like I know most of these songs and it's like just make it make sense. Make give there a reason for them to be here. I would say Waterloo uh, is like one of the the big two maybe, big two, big three all-time ABBA songs, so people want I to guess. It's like Dancing I Queen, guess. Super Trooper and Waterloo. I think are probably the main do you remember nice. the advertising for the stage show and how it was all like, people are getting up and dancing in the aisles. <laughs> and, and it was always to like this part of the movie. And right. it turns out like the, or the movie, this part of the stage <laughs> musical. And it turns out that's the end. Yeah. Like, oh, people, people are, are getting, getting up, up to- and leaving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we're clapping our hands and slowly <laughs> shuffling our way to the back towards the exit so we can get to our car fastest. <laughs> Hooray, thank you for the music. I was in my um, home and I too was backing up quickly towards my car. <laughs> like, get me out of here. Do you get want another one, Shane? Shane, do you want another one? Start the car! Start the fucking car! <laughs> um, Dominic here wearing one of the electric pink jumpsuits was what finally convinced me that I've not shown sufficient respect to Dominic Cooper. Yes, he can get it. He can get it in an electric pink jumpsuit. This was the only fashion choice for me. <laughs> Speaking of fashion choices, let's move on to the highlights and the lowlights and everything in between. Andrew, what was the highlight of you, for you in this film? Uh, I, I, there are two musical numbers that stood out for me, which is uh, Dancing Queen, which is just a whole Fantasia, and Christine Baranski's Does Your Mother Know. So good. Uh, yeah, same. Does Your Mother Know, I think, was my favorite part of the film. Uh, and also the realization, oh, he is gay. I, I, For <laughs> me, personally, that was a highlight. Validation. And a low yeah. light? Pick Ooh. it out. <laughs> God, the singing, Andrew. In a, in a movie musical, the singing nearly all around is atrocious. But if I were going to pick one person... Honk! Exactly. That was your low light. Thank you. Uh, do you have any fashion highlights? The pink jumpsuit that Dominic Cooper is wearing. Yeah. I think the dungarees also deserve a mention. And while we're on the subject of Donna, that shawl and the acting that she I does mean, with it. 
best supporting shawl acting best supporting (laughs) shawl for sure uh i also noted uh dc's abba romper at the end credits uh and the dad's end credits looks as well also like i didn't write it down but shout out to pierce brosnan in that fu manchu burt reynolds 70s (laughs) thing that was hilarious terrifying uh queerest moment i i had to go with harry has two dogs yeah good point uh i wrote lay all your love on me which also was my sexiest moment andrew what was the sexiest moment for you uh actual homosexual juan pablo de pache Um, oh well both of ours uh queer and sexy moments are totally fluid we could just switch any of those four (laughs) things and they all work uh best line or gag um i was gonna oh i found another one during the course of it but i forgot to make a note of it so i just go with super per trooper per i mean that's always the best line <laughs> uh i'm surprised you didn't choose uh uh mama mia meryl like dangling over the edge of the uh <laughs> fucking uh awning or whatever right. uh but i I, I went with, uh, I did a great job with Donna all by myself, and I'm not going to be muscled out by an ejaculation! Uh, just such a <laughs> wild line in a wild movie. Oh, that reminds well, me, yes, the the other line I liked was uh, was was Meryl calling Pierce a man on the menopause, or whatever it was that she said. Oh, a yeah, menopausal very man. Very good. Menopausal yeah. man, yeah. Uh, apt. Uh, yeah, quite right. What was, what was the most timeless or relevant moment for you, Andrew? I mean, it's ABBA. ABBA is timeless. They're mm-hmm. always great. Yeah. Uh, timeless, sure. Uh, they are great, for sure. Uh, for me, the Greek islands. That uh, I never get tired of seeing anything set on a Greek island. Oh, let's go to the Greek islands. As part of our Shall ABBA we? podcast that we do. Because um, <laughs> I don't think we can justify it as a Bond thing. Um, cringiest <laughs> moment, and I think we have a clear winner here. Mm, you're my mom. I don't care if you've slept with hundreds of men. Uh, yeah, the slut shaming is uh, laid on a bit thick. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much. And now it's time for our ratings. We're each going to give a the, this movie, a score between one and three, and then we award bonus points from four categories, really three, Bond, Song, Glamour, and Queerness. The maximum score available is, of course, 007. Andrew, what's your base score this time round? <laughs> you're going to overinflate this movie for us. I'm going to be I, the one to drag I, us down. I, this is I, such a turn of the tables. I love it. <laughs> Fine, I'm going to give it two. Okay, I'm absolutely giving it a one. This is an insane movie. (laughs) It's not good, but it is fun. And it is, I mean, those 15-year-old girls called it a comfort movie. I get it. I don't know why you need to be comforted at the age of 15. Is your Tamagotchi not loading? Is your Furby? Andrew, look at the fucking world we're living in. These 15-year-olds don't have a chance. Let them have this. But they'll be living in the metaverse. Okay, uh, fine. Yeah, sure. Uh there is no bond, so we cannot give it a bond point. Uh nope. there's no there's not even an allusion to a bond. That's uh, true. As for as for song, I mean pff, this movie is songs. This movie is nothing but songs. Nothing the but songs. The movie's named Mamma Mia, so presumably the title song should be the song we're thinking about, but I don't know. What what do you think? Are you going to give it a song point? 
I mean, I think although there are some truly terrible stagings and performances, there are some really great fun moments and both like the songs opening the movie, the songs closing the movie, you know, technically the Bond song would be either the opening titles or the closing titles. The closing titles have four songs in them, but any of those songs I think would get the point. So I'm giving it the point. How can I not give it a point uh, for song when it's an album? I... I will be very generous here uh, and give it the point because, yeah, you can't deny the quality of the ABBA music. Yeah. But glamour, whole other question here. Um, We know you didn't love the fashion. It is a Greek island, though. How do we feel about the glamour? Shane, we we have to we have to start drinking this ouzo lemonade. So you know, I, I can't. You I'm not, end I'm the not, groan. I, I can't. I can't not. I I just cannot give it a glamour point. I hated the fashion so much that it's away from the Greek <laughs> islands. You, yeah. There's no good looks. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be reasonable. I'm gonna be a reasonable man and not give it the glamour point because we have the queerness point still to come, and that's a Ooh, real question mark. That's a real question mark. Uh. I mean, there are gays in this movie. There's a gay plot line. It gets the queer point for me. I can't believe I'm going to say it. This movie got three out of a possible seven from me. And four out of a possible seven for me, because I'm also giving it the queerness point, because again, it's ABBA. So that's three and a half. That puts it, like, really <laughs> respectable. <laughs> How do I take away a point? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you 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 could take away the song or the queerness from an ABBA musical, uh, Shane. No, I'm not. I'm not uh, anti-gay, Andrew. It gets three points legitimately, whether I like it or not. This movie is better than some of the Bond films we've watched, apparently, according to our metric. Oh, our metric is such bullshit. <laughs> I love it. It's so dumb. It's scientific, damn it. We are taking a break for Pride Month, deservedly so, if you've listened to the shit that we have had to put up with for the last two months. We did a great oh. job, Andrew. And we are coming back so strong in July with maybe the best of the Roger Moore Bond films. I am so, so excited to finally talk about 1977's The Spy Who Loved Me. It's going to be a great one. You can follow Kiss Kiss Bang Bang on Twitter and Instagram at KKBBpod or send us uh, groovy messages at Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't even tr- bother trying it again. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> At kisskissbangbangpod at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter accounts at Wheeler and at Shane Came Back. And please share, like, rate, and review Kiss Kiss Bang Bang on your preferred podcasting and social media platforms. Tell your friends about this weird James Bond podcast that talks about Adam That talks and about Mama Mia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our graphics are provided by Carl Schurer. Does his mother know? You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at C A R L S H U R A. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is recorded in Toronto on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples. We acknowledge that we are settlers on unceded territory. We end every episode with a great piece of music. Pride-related music? Shane? Oh, it is this time, baby. I already know what we're finishing with. Uh, What else could it be? 
Andrew, schadenfreude is saying that Kylie Minogue just released her Pride anthem, and then four weeks later, she destroys the gays with her actual Pride anthem to kill all anthems. There's no other song that we can talk about because everyone's talking about it. Uh, Padam Padam by Kylie Minogue is the song of the summer. I was so wrong. I led us all astray weeks ago. I literally, thank God I got sick. I was supposed to perform in drag at the Survivor finale at Pegasus uh, for the Game Camp viewing parties. Follow Game Camp It Up on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, And... My choice was to do 10 out of 10, and days before, she comes out with fucking Padam Padam? How rude yeah. is that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were both so wrong and so right. Like, you said, oh, Kylie's releasing the song that's gonna be on every gay's lips this Pride season. It's gonna be all anyone's listening to. I was just you a just had, early. Yeah, the wrong song, the wrong moment. Yeah, Padam uh, Padam rules our lives, and it's... I mean, hubris is most of everything that you and I do together. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. You look a little like somebody I know, and I can tell you how this ends. To end our ABBA themed episode with Kylie Minogue is sort of perverse. We've heard enough ABBA. We've heard enough ABBA. I'm sorry. I feel like I've been shouting for so long tonight. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Shane, you need to put down the, the microphone and come and have a glass of ooze on hand. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time. Knowing me. Knowing you. Aha. Uh-huh. Can't say that without thinking of fucking Alan. Aha! Aha! Oh, see you soon, Andrew. Padam padam, baby. <laughs>